Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. And as always, let's kick off the episode with a look at events coming up. Uh, first up, on Tuesday, I will be at Shakeover Tuesday at Shakers on Clark. It's a women and non-binary showcase, followed by an open mic. Uh, the showcase has an 8 p.m. start time, and I hope to see you all there for that. Uh, then on Thursday, we've got uh, the next game of microphones. Uh, we've got a solid lineup. We've got Elaine O'Ryan, Andre Hashem. Luke Gerald, Jesse Chamberlain, Ray Wisbrock, Eddie P., and then we've got Darius Kennedy headlining. So that should be a really fantastic show. Um, and it's also the anniversary of my first time performing on Game of Microphones. My first uh, Game of Microphones was one year ago. Uh, I think like either the 20-something. It's... It's like a a day or two removed from this year, uh, or this this upcoming game of life. You know what the fuck I mean, maybe. Um, but yes, we are coming up on the one year anniversary of my first time performing on Game of Microphones, so it's kind of cool that you know uh, a year removed from my first you know non open mic performance, I'm now you know hosting and co producing that same show that that gave me a start um so yeah that's that's cool and i'm looking forward to it i hope people turn out um i'm gonna get into that in a second uh another thing coming up is uh i will be appearing on the we are the strange podcast uh it's a, a podcast by um I don't know if I'm supposed to say his full name. The whole premise of his podcast is not naming names for purposes of anonymity and whatnot. Um, well, fuck it. That's the premise of his podcast. We name names here. Uh, Chris Bongat. Uh, it's it's his podcast. I hope that's cool. Um, if it's not, Chris, let me know. Uh, but yeah, I'll be doing the, uh, I'm, I, we already recorded, uh, the, we are the strange podcast episode. Uh, it might, uh, it might actually be released by the time you're listening to this. Uh, if not, it'll be out, uh, shortly. So go follow. We are the strange. And if my episode isn't out yet, um, go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. It's, it's a really, it's a really good listen. It's a really fun podcast. Um, it's, predominantly comics as guests, but not talking about comedy. Um, it's talking about almost anything but comedy. Uh, so it's, it's a good listen. I recommend it, but I'll, I'll be on that. Um, the, you'll notice I didn't talk about this week's past game of microphones and that's because, uh, it was canceled. Um, it's the first cancellation, uh, since I came on as a producer, um, that there were some, uh, when I was hosting before I had officially come on. Um, but as, as a producer, this is the, the first show that I've had a hand in putting together that didn't happen. And that's 
a huge bummer for me. Um, you know, uh, we had a good run. We got through the entirety of the summer, which apparently is usually uh, not uh, something that happens. Um, so I'm, I'm still proud of, you know, all I've done so far uh, since coming on the show and, and helping put it all together. Um, but it's disappointing, you know, because I have friends who were on the show. I have, uh, you know, comics whose work I appreciate uh, who were who were booked for the show, you know, uh, some unfortunately who who you know made a drive to get there. Um, it the whole thing was a nightmare. We had people cancel last minute, and then have to be replaced, and then it wound up all being for naught anyway because we had a low turnout, and unfortunately, as it is a a venue and not a bar uh, or a restaurant or what have you where they would be doing business anyway. Um, if there's no business specifically for the show, then the show doesn't happen, which, you know, I, I get that's the deal. It's, it's disappointing. You know, you put in a lot of work and you try to build up a brand and you try to... You also, for me, the biggest disappointment is... I always try to do right by the comics. I try to always, you know, run the show if I can run the show, if I can guarantee that other people, uh, you know, who, who are supposed to get paid, get paid. If I can, you know, do all those things, I'll, I've run the show, uh, at a loss to myself. Like I, I've made that call a few times, um, because I want to do right by, you know, the people who came on to do the show. Um, you know, that's my main priority is I want to do right by anyone who came to see a show. You know, even if it's four people, I want those four people to be entertained. Um, that said, I get where from a, a fiscal standpoint, it's not always in the venue's benefit to do that. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a disappointment, and I, you know, again, my sincerest apologies to all the comics who came out who, you know, could have been doing other things that night. Um, it's, it's disappointing. Uh, I'm, there were a number of shows we were up against on Thursday night uh, that, that all did well, uh, and I'm glad for most of them. Um, you know, there's uh, a particular comic uh, who has shows, actually, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, six shows, to my understanding, all sold out. Uh, Louis C.K. is in town. And it's a bummer to me that there can be so much talent on the scene who haven't forcibly made people watch them masturbate and then, you know, blackballed them and derailed their careers and shit like that. Uh, there's so many great people who have shows and struggle, you know, to get any sort of level of success, and yet we keep giving these unrepentant fuckholes, uh, the, 
the platform. And from a business standpoint, I get it. The venue uh, Zanies that booked him, they sold out six shows. They have a sold out weekend. That's good business. I get that. Um, on the other hand, uh, it I I I had to laugh because I saw that uh, they didn't mention Louis C.K. anywhere on their social media. You had to specifically go to their website to see that he is performing there, um, because. Clearly, they know it's wrong. And they know they would catch shit for it because it's wrong. Um, and, you know, I know people were like, well, what about, you know, re- rehabilitation or, you know, uh, no one's life should be ruined by a mistake. He's unrepentant about what he's done. There's been no apology, no attempts to make amends, no righting of the wrong of a number of women whose stand-up careers were effectively derailed and ruined as a result of their not wanting Louis C.K. to masturbate in front of them. So, like, fuck him. I don't give a shit that people like his humor or think he's talented. Um, If he's as talented as everyone wants him to be, then why is he doing such bullshit hack material now? Like, he's just, to, to my understanding from the recordings I've heard, from, you know, first-hand accounts from other, other folks, like, he's just doing either the same shit he's done or random edgelord shit. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Um, if you're a fan... Like, I get it. I have people that I am a fan of that I have been, you know, told in hindsight are deeply problematic. I I will never apologize for my affinity for David Bowie because of what David Bowie meant for me uh, growing up. Now, you could be like, well, David Bowie fucked teenagers and those... And by teenagers, I mean children. I don't mean, like, 19. I mean, like, 15. Um, and that is a problem. Uh, there's no question about that. You can argue, you know, all the details specific to time and place and what was culturally, uh, being accepted and what wasn't and et cetera, et cetera. But he fucked kids and that's a problem. Um, that said, that was, none of that was known to me while I was, a fan of Bowie. Uh, it wasn't until after his death that people were like, hey, just so you know, Bowie fuck kids. And it's like, oh, all right. Well, that's not great. Um, but that won't change what David Bowie's art meant to me growing up. Now, that said, uh, if David Bowie were, like, unrepentant about his fucking of children and then wrote songs about fucking children... Uh, I probably wouldn't give him his money. Um, you know, Louis C.K. apparently telling rape jokes. Uh, I don't need to give that motherfucker his money. Fuck that guy. I don't want to support him. Um, you know, like I said, from a business standpoint, I get why anyone would book him. Uh, because he's selling out fucking theaters still. So, I get it. From a business standpoint, it's not a business decision I would make. 
because uh, again, I don't think he needs our support or our money. He's probably doing just fine. And if he's not, well, guess what? That's what happens when you're a piece of shit and you get found out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a disheartening week, uh, for me comedy wise, because, you know, my first cancellation, uh, that's a bummer. And then seeing that unrepentant sexual assaulters, uh, can like still sell out fucking venues is, is it's, it's a bummer. It's a gross bummer. Um, you know, whether it's him doing that shit or, you know, R. Kelly, you know, having his career for as long as he did, or, you know, I mean, take your pick of any piece of shit abuser, Woody Allen still making movies, like, take your pick of any of these fucking shitheads, and it's a bummer that they still get to have not just careers, thriving fucking careers, while, you know, making no apologies, because they've never needed to, because they still are just given carte blanche to be what they are. Uh, and then you look in, in their wake and you see the the scores of people who have just had their lives ruined by these people. It's a bummer. Um, you know, and I don't know. I'm I'm off on all sorts of weird tangents, I guess. Like, but for any question what my take on Louis C.K. is, my take is fuck that guy. Fuck anyone who books that guy. Fuck anyone who's working with that guy. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, that's my take on it. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Um, in other topics, I've, uh, I've been learning a very important lesson in comedy, as long as we're talking that kind of shit. Uh, the ability to say no. Um, I, I've talked on the podcast, uh, in past episodes about my fear that, you know, any opportunity I turn down, any offer I say no to anything that happens like that, that I can't do, it always feels like it's the last, you know, if I say no to this, they'll never ask me again. It'll never come up. It'll never happen. That'll be the end of it. The ride ends. Um, but I'm also recognizing how tired I've been. Uh, I, I've, I've been doing a lot of shows plus the day job, plus all the, you know, personal life stuff that I don't necessarily talk about on the podcast. Cause it's, I mean, a lot of it's just not terribly interesting. It's just time consuming or exhausting or whatever. Um, and, uh, the, the, the fear of the ride ending, uh, is, is having to kind of sit side by side with the fear that if I burn out, I'm not going to be able to ride the ride anyway, you know? So, uh, I've, I've been having to say, say no to some things, either schedule conflicts or I just need that time for not performing. Um, you know, especially coming up in October, I have two weddings to attend. Uh, one of which is out of state, which I still haven't figured out how I'm doing that yet. 
you know, so just there's a lot going on. And the act of saying no is so terrifying. The, the act of turning down an offer or saying, hey, I'm sorry, I'm just not available for that date or that time or whatever. Um, it's, it's an important skill to have to, to be able to say no. Um, and I'm, I'm finally starting to learn it. Um, because again, if, if my only job were performing, I'd be able to say yes to a lot more things, but it's not paying the bills for me. I still have to have a day job. Plus I have a fiance, I have family and friends. I have, you know, people I haven't seen in months. I, you know, there's a lot of life that can fall to the wayside. And, you know, the problem is if you don't live your life, especially as a, as a performer, you know, and, and, and a comic, you run out of shit to talk about because all you're doing is the thing that you're, 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 you know, the only thing you're doing is being on stage and talking about being on stage can only take you so far. You have to have relatable shit to talk about. And so I, I need to live more of my life. I need to do more of my, of my life stuff. Uh, so I'm going to try and achieve that balance a little more. Uh, that said, I still want to be performing all the time. So if anyone is listening to this who books shows, like, don't worry. I still want to do every show. So offer me every show. I, you know, but, uh, for, for me personally, I'm, I'm starting to look at, you know, making sure that I'm good so that I can give my best at every show. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've never phoned it in and I never want to start. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's plenty of topic for today. Uh, let's move on. Uh, recommendations. First off show recommendations. American horror story 1984 started this week, this past week. And, uh, holy fuck are they just going for it? Like, American Horror Story 1984 is all of the most ridiculous parts of the 80s that Stranger Things would just never uh, adopt. Stranger Things takes itself very seriously, and American Horror Story does not. Uh, You can accuse American Horror Story of being up its own ass sometimes, but it knows it's camp. It knows it's ridiculous. It knows it is, uh, absurd. And this season seems to be really going for it from the graphics to the, you know, the wardrobe, um, to the cliches that it is embracing, you know, the aerobics classes and, you know, the, the advent of jazzercise and leg warmers and, leotards and leopard print and teased hair and ridiculous bright vibrant makeup and tiny little shorts uh, th- there's a, a character whose whole gimmick he's got like the rick rude mustache hair combo and he's like one of the world-renowned aerobics instructors who 
had to be removed from Jane Fonda's workout video because his dick bulge was too much in his tiny little shorts. That's the gimmick. That's the character. That's how he's introduced. It's fantastic. It is so ridiculous. Um, Billy Lord is absolutely crushing it as an over-the-top, like, 80s aerobics, uh, you know, video vixen tramp-looking, you know, with the hair and the makeup and the whole thing. Um, oh, it's so much fun. I it, They're one episode in, and I'm already like, oh, yeah, I'm in for this. Um, so, yeah, 1984, uh, fucking going for it. And I'm here for it. Uh, moving on to music. First off, new song. Uh, it's uh, Tovlo featuring Kylie Minogue. The song is Really Don't Like You off uh, 2019 Sunshine Kitty. That album just dropped. It's a solid album. And we're living in an absolutely dynamic time in pop music. You know, with the rise of Lizzo, the latest Charlie XCX album. Uh, banger albums uh, in recent years from Carly Rae Jepsen, Janelle Monet, Miley Cyrus is having her latest reinvention. Plus the inclusion of, of voices like Little Nas X, Megan the, the Stallion, and, and so many more. And I guess like Taylor Swift has a new album too, whatever. Um, but yeah, we are in such a great time for pop music. Uh, and I I know people like to uh, shit on or dismiss pop music, but like, look, the ability to craft a, a truly solid pop banger that will last, uh, that, that is, that is an art. And, uh, right now we're in an amazing time for it. Uh, Sunshine Kitty, the album is, uh, Swedish, uh, import Tovlo's fourth album and features kind of a soft reboot of her sound and lyrical content. Uh, she's doing a more upbeat, optimistic thing compared to some previous releases. And like I said, this song in particular features guest vocalist Kylie Minogue, which brings us to our older song recommendation for the episode, which is uh, Kylie Minogue's uh, 2001 career reinvigorating hit, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Uh, the track was off of uh, Kylie Minogue's eighth studio album, Fever, and it was her biggest hit since her 1987 cover of the 1962 pop song, The Locomotion. Um, can't get you out of my head with its, you know, dancey synth pop disco sound and catchy la 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 uh, fucking hook is a banger. It's a banger to this day. And Kylie Minogue is such an interesting figure in pop uh, with kind of, you know, hit or miss eras of musical popularity um, along with uh, cult status movie appearances. Uh, Kylie Minogue played Cammy in Street Fighter, uh, the, the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme Raoul Julia film. Uh, she also appeared in Moulin Rouge. And for me, the one that I'm most familiar with her from is uh, the Pauly Shore vehicle Biodome, which in, you know, looking back on it seems strangely uh, prescient given the current environmental collapse in which we find ourselves. Um, but Kylie Minogue, the fact that she has found successes from like 
music to acting across four decades is a, a real testament to uh, her artistry and, uh, you know, a, a credit to her. Um, so, yeah, that is the, the older song recommendation. Uh, I guess that's all I've got to recommend, so let's move on. Uh, now it is time for the, uh, the Oracle card pull for the episode. I'm, I'm pulling from Emily Autumn's uh, Asylum Oracle deck, uh, once again for this episode, as opposed to one of my tarot decks. I, I really dig this Oracle deck. Um, as I've mentioned in past episodes, the deck has five different suits uh, within the deck. Each suit is based on an element. Uh, the five elements are earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Uh, not quite enough to summon Captain Planet. Uh, spirit would have to be replaced with heart for that. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, it's uh, the, the card that I pulled for this episode is uh, the sea, which is from the water suit, obviously. Uh, the water suit is all about the unconscious, you know, intuition and celebrating your personal sensitivities. You know, water is about being fluid and flexible while also being incredibly strong. Um, you know, the, the, the ever moving and changing nature of water allows for, you know, like I said, both strength and flexibility. Uh, the sea as a card is, you know, the, the sea is a symbol. It's, it's the source of all, of, of, of all water. It's from, it's from, it's where the water comes from and to where all the water returns like all life crawled out of the sea uh the sea is all about thinking about your personal origins as well as the origins of all of us you know returning to yourself reflecting on self and your relationship to the rest of existence is key right now because uh, it's easy to feel separated from things it's easy to feel removed it's easy to feel you know, a, a deep loneliness, you know, especially in our modern culture where, you know, it's, it's so easy to be so connected while also being so removed. But everything in life is incredibly interconnected. And now is a time that you would do well to remember that, you know, and if you're feeling a disconnect, take some time to look inward and see how the world is reflected in yourself and see how you are reflected in the rest of the world. You know, look to the outside. Uh, look to your peers, look to your friends, look to your family, look to strangers, look to lovers, look to, you know, if you're a performer, look, look to audiences. Look for the connections and, and how everything is interconnected. Um, because no matter how lonely and alone and separated we may feel, the very existence of our nature is predicated on the, the experiencing of ourselves from both the internal and the external. Uh, we wouldn't exist without both, you know, our internal life and our external life. And so taking the time to dwell on that and, and think about that and look for those connections uh, is going to serve you well. Uh, going forward in your life. So take the time to do that. Take some time for some reflection and look for connections. Um, that being said, uh, I believe that brings us to the end of the episode. I'm off to go find my own connections to the world 
uh, with the rest of my weekend, and I hope you will do the same. Uh, I hope to see you all at uh, Shakeover Tuesday and at Game of Microphones, and there's more shows coming up in, uh, in October, uh, some of which I can't announce yet, but I will as soon as I am able. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, as always, you know, keep that trash fire burning, y'all.